0: If the objective was to liberate the world from the threat of terrorism, data monitoring would prove to be a red herring. The only solution was to eradicate poverty, war, and oppression. Most of which, he asserted, originated in policies devised by Western politicians intent on serving only the short-term interests of a powerful elite. As he spoke, Nat, who spent most of her working life feeding these men's overweight egos, set aside her irritation the better to enjoy the spectacle of their baffled and indignant faces. Feeling a little fluttering resurgence of the interest he'd aroused in her at the time, she skimmed the rest of Palatine's biography. Born 1974, mother died in a cycling accident when he was fourteen. Father, a doctor, became a recluse, addicted to opiates apparently, and left care of his son to various au pairs and boarding schools. A long list of cups and caps, Though not quite as long, Nat decided, as the list of accolades she'd collected during her own school career. After leaving the Army, he was offered a fellowship at Imperial College, where he founded a discipline called DAMES, which stood for Data Acquisition and Interpretation on a Massive Scale. A constellation of innovative technical solutions which have transformed the once intractable problem of accurately searching the world's data communications for evidence of hostile activity. My God, thought Nat the things people do for a living. She opened her email and sent Clive Silk a message, copied in to Sir Peter Beddoes, with contact details for half a dozen of her most sluggish clients. These are my top prospects right now, she wrote. I'm expecting them to sign deals to a minimum value of £4.2 million over the next few weeks. Don't let them off the hook. On her way out, she dropped in on Sir Peter and told him that time was of the essence, and she was taking the late afternoon flight to Marrakesh, where Claude Zender was based. Well done, Natalia. Report daily, if you wouldn't mind. I'm sorry this thing has blown up. I don't think Zender is going to cooperate, she interrupted, finding that she could not bear to observe the wistful expression she brought to her chairman's drooping features for a moment longer. Can you keep Clive off my back, Peter? You understand how these things work, but he really doesn't. Green Slime As intelligence corps officers were known to the rest of the military, didn't usually see much combat. But in january nineteen ninety nine, Captain James Palatine had been assigned a no contact operation with an SAS unit in Kosovo, which turned bad. The things he had seen and done still slopped through his dreams. It was as if some stinking dungeon in his psyche had been breached and its inmates allowed to run amok. Afterwards they'd offered counseling, but even the word had sounded feeble in his ears like throwing an inflatable duck to a man drowning in sewage. He'd left the army and retreated to the lab, and, drawn by the idea that fighting might be an art rather than a compulsion, whose depths he dared not plumb, he'd taken up Tai Chi. He could turn up at his master's gym whenever he liked, and Sam Hu Li would make time for him, though he might have to work alongside my paying students, as Sam pointedly called them. It was two years since the Korean had charged James for his services. You still come see me? he observed one day. I did something wrong. I put it right. For free. He emphasized the words for free, as if they must be a source of amazement and delight, the sort of thing James would want to tell his friends about. Whenever the opportunity arose, Sam would introduce James as, my charity student, a very sad case. Time had not dulled the pleasure this tease brought him. Sam's gym was a former boxing establishment in an unloved area of Kentish Town sandwiched between a bedraggled dirt football pitch and an Edwardian council block. James elbowed open the double doors and saw Sam in the middle of the empty room, completing a form. Beneath his feet, a hundred and twenty square yards of sprung oak floor gleamed with the luster of a racehorse's rump on a hot summer's day. The floor was Sam's obsession. Every morning at seven, he got down on hands and knees and buffed it with a wad of threadbare dusters and periodically throughout the rest of the day he would glare with great loathing at the chipboard ceiling, which was blotched and stained with the story of a long succession of floor-threatening leaks. It wouldn't do to interrupt Sam's form. James walked over to the cotton rag rug that served as a changing room and pulled on a tracksuit, then watched his teacher cycle through the sequence of movements that composed the form. Sam moved so slowly it was as if he were recalibrating time itself in order to accommodate the degree of precision he required. Finishing the form, he stood motionless for a moment, then looked up. Charity student, you are welcome. Sam was alive.